I am Emily Lyons. In 2009, without a high school degree and no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. But since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be lifted and shifted by these people too. After all, all inspiring people are inspired people. So get ready to be inspired. This is Mind Your Business. Now, I wanted to do an episode, a discussion on a question that I've gotten a lot over the years. And it's really, how do I keep going? How do I keep working? How do I keep showing up when I'm struggling? So when I'm struggling mentally or with with things going on in my life, like loss, grief, trauma, all the struggles that life has for us, because life happens. And there's actually a quote that I love from Glennon Doyle. And she said, being human is not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because you're doing it right. Life's hard. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's hard for all of us in different ways. And so I haven't really gone too in-depth on this topic before. So I wanted to do one where that is what I focus on. And, you know, I haven't shied away over the years from ever talking about the struggles that I've been going through, about the traumas that I've lived through. And I think that's really important. I think it's really important for a number of reasons that we do share these things just as much or even more so than we share our successes. You know, sharing the successes, I think are great because we can use those to help other people find their own success. So whether they're learning from our story, getting inspiration, all those good things, and also being proud of those things that we work to achieve. Nothing wrong with that. But the successes create this image to a lot of people that were void of struggle. And it's simply not true. You know, when we share the struggle, when we share what we've gone through, people can understand that everybody struggles. And so that's not to stop them from going after a better life or the things that they really want. And so, you know, I struggled with mental health since my early 20s really anxiety in some form my whole life. I I was really socially awkward. I still am socially awkward. You know, when I was growing up, I had this crazy thought always that I was unlikable, that nobody liked me. But I mean, that was okay. It was livable. It was manageable. But then when I hit 2021 was when I really started to get unmanageable anxiety, panic attacks agoraphobia after I moved to Australia. And I think that this was really a combination of my genetics and growing up in a very high stress environment with both my siblings being terminally ill. I had a sexual assault when I was a teenager and all those things kind of culminated into the perfect storm. I do go into this more in in a previous episode, but for those that haven't listened to me before, just to give you a little bit of background. And it's funny because so many of us don't even acknowledge what we've been through or what might be attributing to the things that we're feeling. And I remember when I was, I think, 21 and I saw my first psychiatrist and he said, why do you think you're having anxiety and panic attacks? And I said, I think I've got a brain tumor or something wrong with my brain. I thought that it had to be something like physically wrong with me. Not that this could be because I thought that if it was just mental that, you know, why can't I control it? Then I was weak and all those things that we think, right? But then after I talked to him for an hour, he looked at me and I remember he said, Emily, you just gave me about a hundred reasons why someone would be suffering from mental health issues. I think we're always downplaying what we go through. 
And this just makes things worse and it makes things harder for us and harder for us to show up in those times because we're harder on ourselves. Why can't I do this? Why can't I keep showing up? Why can't I work through this? Whatever it is, we're sensitive beings and we all go through things differently and we all react to things differently. And that's first and foremost, a really important thing to acknowledge. And so on that note, we all find different things that work for us, different ways to get through things, different ways that are going to work for you aren't necessarily going to work for me and vice versa. Getting advice from everybody, everybody that has struggled, I think is really great because you can try all the different things and you never know what's really going to work for you. So here are some of the things that I've done to continue to show up when all I really wanted to do was stay in bed and watch movies all day with the covers over my head, uh, having a good cry. Really not just for the day, but for the month, (laughs) for the year. But first and foremost, don't fake it. And this was something I did for a long time. And a lot of us do because we're embarrassed or whatever it is. And we want to be perfect. We want to be strong. We don't want to be seen as weak. But when I started becoming transparent about my struggles was when things got a lot easier. You know, that notion that we have to show up with a smile on our face and fake happiness, it's just BS. I'm sorry, but no. When we can be open whether it's with our colleagues, our a boss, a client, a friend, you'll honestly be shocked with the response. And I remember the first time I did this with a client back in 2011. And he said to me, oh my gosh, Emily, I've struggled with something similar. And he had actually gotten treatment for it, similar to what I had been going through. And we really connected over this and we've been close friends ever since. So not only that, but the best responses I've gotten on social media, the biggest responses, the biggest replies where what I'd posted People had said it really helped them was by being transparent about my struggles, not pretending that everything was picture perfect, but by being honest with it. And that's when people not only relate to you, but they want to help you. I think a lot of people are good people. And when they know that you're going through something, there's a lot of compassionate people out there. And I've seen it time and time again, you know, when I do a speech and I hate doing public speeches, force myself to show up. And I used to really hate the idea that people would notice that I was nervous. I thought that that was awful. God forbid somebody noticed I was nervous. But now, that's one of the first things I say is, so I'm super sweaty and I'm really nervous. People laugh. It humanizes me. We feel connected. And there is no shame in that, my friends. There is no shame in being nervous, any of that stuff, struggling. I think there's power in it. I think it's brave to share your struggles, your stories, your insecurities. I think it's really, really brave. Now, next, I give myself those moments where I do crawl in bed and have a break. So as much as I say, you know, get up out of bed, sometimes you got to just take a half an hour, an hour, a couple hours. But the thing is that it's really important there is that you don't stay there. You don't stay in bed. That's when we go down that rabbit hole. Take that moment that you need, but then you get right back up. You use it to get your strength back, to take that break, but then you get back up. So I'm going to tell you a story this week. My dad actually had to get surgery. He had some lumps in his throat. Long story short, they had to remove them. They have to biopsy them to see what they are. And so I drove him to the hospital. I didn't want him to be alone for this. And I waited while he was in it, took him home. Anyways, the hospital where it was at was about an hour away. And when we dropped him off and we were pulling away, I realized that it was the same hospital where my sister passed away. And so all of a sudden... All of that came flooding back to me. I was remembering so clearly walking away from the hospital that morning that she passed and how traumatic that was and those feelings. And I mean, you can imagine what it was like losing a close family member. And I've talked about this before, but anything really that brings me back to that time is really hard to deal with. And so 
After dad got out of surgery, thank goodness he was totally fine. No complications. We went back to my place and ate some food, but I was planning on working the afternoon. But I let myself just rest. I took a bath. I laid down. I watched a show. And then I got back up. I made dinner and I did some emails that night. I didn't stay down. I allowed myself to just do what I needed to do to feel a little better. But then I got back up. All right. So I'm constantly finding new things that work for me. I'm constantly trying new things, looking for different things, whatever it is that can help, you know, give me that edge. And really, my target is always to beat anxiety and panic, which I don't think I ever will because I think I'm a naturally anxious person at my core. But I'm always looking for other things. And I mean, there's the tried and true things like the bubble baths. I love me a hot, hot bath. Incredible for soothing my anxiety because when I get really anxious, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that get this too. I get super cold super, super cold hands and feet that are super sweaty. <laughs> so they're freezing. And my like, something happens with my circulation. But a hot bath seems to really alleviate that. Another thing I like to do is talk to a friend or family member and just kind of voice what I'm going through because we get caught in our head and we get caught in this cycle. And so having an outside person, especially somebody that really knows me and knows how my train of thought works, like one of my best friends, that can snap me out of it and be like, no, you're overthinking this. It's totally fine. And I have a lot of anxieties around health, which I've talked about before because of the environment that I grew up in. And so it's great to have a sounding board of, are my worries rational? Because quite often they're not. I mean, really, when is worrying ever going to serve us beneficially? Very seldomly. And then also talking to a psychiatrist, especially when I'm in a really tough place and I'm suffering. I need that professional health and there is no shame in that game. Absolutely not. And I used to think growing up, I think a lot of us do is that that meant that you were crazy. Heck no. I love my psychiatrist. If I could, I'd have that on my Christmas list as gift cards to my psychiatrist so I could see them more. <laughs> but, you know, another thing that really, really, really changed things for me was when I changed my lifestyle. So back in the day, I overexercised because exercise cardio really helps me get that anxiety out and get that panic out. But as a result, I wasn't eating properly. And I was vitamin deficient. And so I was weak and it just made me feel overall more panicky. You know, my iron was really low. My vitamin D was low, all those things. And so taking a step back and really eating better, monitoring that, going to those doctor's appointment, quitting drinking alcohol. Jenna, a lot of you are probably like, oh, well, why are you coming here with violence? <laughs> really? So it was such a game changer when I quit drinking and sleeping properly. So when I was at my worst and whenever I do have those really bad days, like the day at the hospital the other day with my dad, I hadn't slept much the night before. I, you know, I had to get up at 4 a.m. to take him there. And so those are the days that are the hardest when I don't sleep properly. I can't manage that anxiety and that train of thought like I normally would. So I don't need any help with my anxiety. I've got on the down download, I don't need any help with being underslept and being unhealthy. So that is one of the things that I make super, super non-negotiable priority is my health. All right, now I also track what triggers it. So I write a note when I'm having a day that is, I'm having a panic attack where I'm super anxious. I write it down and I write down what I'm feeling and then I try to track back when it started. And quite often there's a trigger and it's pretty obvious. And usually it's just a thought that I had. It's a thought that I had that I didn't even take notice of that sent me down that path. And so like my dad with the hospital, like pulling away, it was, oh my gosh, this is the hospital where my sister died. Oh my gosh, what if something happens to my dad? What if he doesn't wake up? And it was these, you know, these thoughts that we don't take notice. And we all have these thousands of thoughts happening every second, but we don't actually notice what they're doing to us. 
And sometimes it's really small things that send me off and sometimes it's huge things. But recognizing what it is so that I can process it mentally or with someone else always really, really helps. And also looking back so I can see, "Mm, you've been there before. You had this happen before. It just helps. And one of the other big things is to work when I'm down, to get up, to keep doing the things, to go to the meetings, all that stuff is to make sure I'm doing what I love. So I've talked about this a lot and entrepreneurship being my savior because being an entrepreneur, being able to create things, being able to do things that I love, see them come to fruition, to flourish, helping other people flourish on my team. I love it. I love it so much. And so when you can find something that you love, it becomes like an escape for you. And that is really the biggest way that I'm able to show up because I truly love it. I love it. I can't wait to get back to it. I can't wait to get home and do it a lot of the time. I mean, not to say that I love all aspects of it. I hate a phone call just like the next millennial. (laughs) But you know, I love creating things. I love designing things. And so focusing on the things that I really love and trying to delegate the things that I don't or, you know, get them out of the way or maybe even push them off a little bit when I'm really struggling to just do what I got to do to get through that tough time. And next, there is actually, there's an app I got to tell you guys about. It's by Sam Harrison. It's called Waking Up. And now I don't have an affiliation with him, none whatsoever, but I just found it to be incredibly helpful. It teaches you all about mindfulness. It does meditations, all kinds of different little courses in there. And it's all about noticing your thoughts and how your body reacts to it. And really seeing that all human suffering is based on our own thoughts. And once you realize that, once you learn how to control it, to master mindfulness, it's a game changer. So I really highly recommend it. I think there's a free trial and then after that it's paid. But, you know, sometimes we need to take those deep breaths and just let go, let go of everything. And yesterday for me was a particularly stressful day with work. We had a lot of big things going on. We had some things fall through. We had legal things going on. Just everything that you could have thought that would go wrong seemed to go wrong. And so I was stressed and I got to a point, I don't know, two o'clock where I was like feeling the anxiety pulsing through my veins, you know? And so I just took a couple deep breaths and then I took a step back and I asked myself, all of this stuff that is really stressing you out right now, is it going to matter in a year, in five years? And the answer was no. So I just let it go. Just release it and let it go. Do your best right now to solve it, but then let it go. And that's the thing. The majority of these things aren't going to alter our life at the end of the day. And so when we worry about them, when we get so worked up day in and day out, it doesn't serve us. And even the things that are life-changing, you know, with the loss that I've suffered and things like that, me being upset about it doesn't help me, even though I can't control it a lot of the time. But trying to get to a better place and move past it as best I can so that I can Enjoy the time that I am here on this earth. And remembering that this is my one life. That's what I tell myself. This is your one life, good or bad. Live it. Feel it. Even when those emotions feel unbearable and remembering that, you know, we've survived every single one of our worst days. We can survive whatever we're facing now too. And so I want to know right now, how do you show up? How do you show up when you don't feel like showing up? And I'd love for you to share that because like I said, we all struggle in different ways and we all have different ways of coping with it. So how do you keep going and working towards your goals? Maybe tweet me. My Twitter is Miss Fatal, M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E. I'd love to hear how you cope, what you do to show up. Are there any books that change your life? Are there any treatments you really recommend? You know, what is it? Share it. I want to know. But yes, remember that you can absolutely survive whatever you're going through and that those people you see, those big, huge names you see working away, Beyonce, the celebrities, they all have bad days too. They all have bad days. and. They just find a way to make it work for them. 
And that's what you got to do too. But my friend, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with struggling. There is nothing wrong with having bad days, having anxiety, all the things, because we are human and I am right there with you trying to navigate this thing we call life. <laughs> 